What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Ever Adaptive Podcast. I'm your host, Becky Flowers, along with my co-host over here. Kara Budzen. Good morning. It is morning here. It is morning. <laughs> I, I like I had to make that kind of mental transition because we used to record Sunday night. And so now I'm like, oh, it's like morning coffee. Right. Fresh, I know. fresh brain. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm most excited for. Like one, it's I'm coming back to life because prep is over. So like, I feel like my brain is kind of working a little bit now, but then mm-hmm. two, it's that morning, like fresh start. Yeah. Mornings are my jam. So I like it. I like it. I like it. And we have so many exciting things on deck that we just kind of got solidified over the last couple of weeks. But like really yesterday, we kind of got things really figured out really over the course of the next month or so. So we have some really exciting things. Uh, This will be the last time for a couple of weeks that you just see our face here. (laughs) That is true. Yeah, it's going to be three of us for the next couple of weeks. So definitely tune into next week and the week after's podcast, because those are going to be some interviews that you don't want to miss. Um, I'm so excited, but I'm pumped. I'm pumped. (laughs) So good. All right. We have been chatting though, before we started recording. So now we are on a time limit and we have to get down. to. It's a very important meeting after this. I do. And I'm super excited. But I also, I <laughs> it's going to be good. Okay. So today we want to talk about qualities of a good athlete and really what we see when we have these qualities, we see a lot of these in our most successful clients. So if you are one of our clients or you are thinking about becoming one of our clients, this is what we expect from you to get results. And And I love that you just said that. I don't want to cut you off, but like, I love that you framed it that way because it really is an expectation. Like if you're gonna, if you're gonna only give me 80%, you can't expect a 100% results or B 100% effort from me. Exactly. I want to give you 100% effort. Actually, I want to give you 110%. I probably want it more for you than you want it for yourself. But I can't drag you mm-hmm. and I won't drag you because yep. I've dragged too many people in the past and I won't do it anymore. Exactly. And I think that that is very important and very telling in the quality of an athlete. You know, it's really, it boils down to how bad do you want it? Um, and we wanted to just kind of go into some of these qualities of successful athletes who get the results because they're checking all of their boxes and expectations, meeting all of those expectations because they're important. They're very, very important for your success. And we can't be a successful coach if you aren't giving us everything that we expect. Exactly. It's a relationship. It's a give and take. And let's dive into it. All right. Number one, we got be coachable. So that comes down to the approaches. There's probably going to be new approaches. If you're starting with a new coach that you haven't done in the past, taking in feedback. And also you might be eating more than you have, especially for the women in our demographic that grew up with the 1200 calorie diet mindset. Um, or you might be having food decreased. Mm -hmm. There's so just 
being coachable. Yeah. And keep in mind, like you're hiring us, like you are hiring us to guide you, follow our lead. We are not blind to how this works, you know, be coachable, ask questions for sure. If you don't understand something, ask questions. I would love to explain things more in depth to you because guess what? That means that your, your wheels are turning, right? You're not just blindly following. There is a method to it. And I would love to, you know, if you have questions, yeah, I would love to explain it more, Yes, but be open to breaking your ways because your ways probably didn't work up to this point. And that's why you have a coach. <laughs> you wouldn't be hiring us mm-hmm. if your ways worked because you would just be in such a groove. Yep. And yep. also your ways may have worked in the past, but maybe you've had three babies since then and you have aged 10 years and you are more sedentary than you were at 15. There's so many things that our bodies are changing, you know, uh, constantly there's environmental factors, there's life factors, there's everything. And so, yeah, your, your approach from two, three, four, five years ago, six months ago might not work. I was going to say my approach that I was doing a year ago, completely different than it is right now. Yep. Yeah. Because you're, you're a prime example of that. Your last year's prep, you were on the lowest of low calories and you just freaking reversed into your last national show. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like you just never know. You have to be coachable enough to give your coach the opportunity to work with your body. Yep. And figure out what works. And I'm, I'm just going to throw this in on here too. Just stay consistent. If you're not seeing changes right away, it's going to take a while for your coach to learn your body and how it responds to, because guess what? Coach hopping, you're starting from ground zero every single time you do that. Yeah. Where if you're giving the chance of your coach where you are checking your boxes and you are meeting those requirements and expectations, then that's when things shift and we it's it, no matter what, it's going to be a little bit of trial and error too. And we have to be able to give your body time to respond or not to be able to trial different approaches. Exactly. Exactly. That kind of goes along into one of our other points. So we're just going to bring it up now um, <laughs> is communicate with your coach. So one coach hopping or ghosting your coach, that's unacceptable. Um, and not coach hopping, but if it really, if your coach doesn't align with where you want to go, that's understandable, but communicate that with your coach, give them a chance and mm-hmm. let them know what is coming up for you. And if then they still don't align with where you want to go. Okay. That's fine. But ghosting your coach or just quitting and going to another coach. Cause you think someone's going to do it better. Right. Right. And also in in the, in line with communication, communicate what's going on in your life. Yes. In like in your check-ins, there could be so many external like life stressors that that's what's hindering your progress. That's what happened exactly to me. Right. I was going through all of these big life changes and 
we had to try a few different approaches because I was under a ton of, you know, stress that was raising my cortisol, which was raising my blood sugar, like so many different things. And okay, let's, and hammering on cardio and training in that sort of state, that's only going to make it worse. Like at that point, it's like, okay, we need to reduce physical stressors to be able to kind of clear your mind a little bit, take some stress off of your body and allow your body to get into homeostasis. Exactly. And see progress. And so there's just so many different factors that play into it. So like, if you're going through big life things, Tell your coach, tell your coach, because nine times out of 10, we will be looking at your check-ins and kind of banging our heads against the wall of what, what is going on? Why isn't this working? And then I'll open up their form of what's going on. And I'm like, Oh, they finally tell me what's going on with work or their relationship. But also we're not your therapist. (laughs) Yes. That is, there so, are coach boundaries. <laughs> there, there okay. is a line. And um, sometimes you might cross that line mm-hmm. and it's our job to like put you back in your place. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the best athletes that we see know that line. They know that we are not your therapist, right? Your life coach. I am your health and fitness coach. Right. And yes, it does tie into it because I do tie a lot of mental into my coaching because I do want to build up their confidence and I do a lot of that aspect too, because Mm -hmm. it does, it does play into it, but there's still that line that you have to, you have to respect You know, it's like, you can't dump all of your problems on me. That's not going to fix it because just like in our last episode, it's like, okay, what are, what are your problems here and how do we fix them? I'm not going to listen to you vent. What is the issue now? This is a problem that we have to solve. So how do we move forward from this? Exactly. That is what I am willing to coach you on and help you figure out a way to work through it. Yes, exactly. That is, that is key. Um, one of my check-in questions is always, what was the struggle this past week and how did you fix it? Mm -hmm. And one thing that I see and people that do not progress the way that we want, they will tell me the struggle, but they never tell me how they fixed it. Mm -hmm. And that's a mental note. And I always, Try to it's bring very, that's a really, that's probably something that I'm going to add to my job again, because it's a really good way to be able to kind of gauge your athlete too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can tell in their responses to their check-ins, their effort. Yes. If they're giving you one word or skipping over questions or whatever, they're probably not giving you a hundred or even 90% in their day-to-day. Yep. And that goes into one of our other points here. We're <laughs> this, is, this is so good because it's all just <laughs> rolling into each other. Exactly. It does. It does though. Um. So checking in with all their requirements and before we even do that, 
check in on time. We both have time frames where your check-ins are due by. Check in on time. And honestly, the best, the most successful clients that I have are the ones that check in early. If you are always skating in at that like 12 p.m. central cutoff that I have, most of the time we're not moving how we need to be moving. Yeah. And you know what? This rolls right into uh Dom Kuza literally just put a reel out yesterday about talking. Did you see it? Yeah. yeah. Um, about checking in on time and how it's like it's it's an it's an appointment. Like just like you go to a doctor's appointment, like this is your obligation. You are paying for a service. Show up on time. And have the respect for your coach to show yeah. up on time. I feel very disrespected when one, mm-hmm. I get ghosted on check-ins or you don't send it in within that time frame that I give you because I'm waiting for all of those to be in so that I can sit down and I can bust those out for you. Exactly. And if not, because what you're getting pushed to the next day. Exactly. You're going to get your response in as timely of a manner as as you're probably wanting because that's also pretty unfair to be like, well, I'm going to check in late, but I want, I want your response like ASAP. On that note too, the best athletes and my most successful clients will take in the feedback every single week because I personally use loom video. So I'm able to see when someone watches the video, there are quite a few clients that again, they will check in right at the cutoff point. They will skip check-ins. They will not watch their feedback video, which blows my mind because you are paying for a service, but you are not taking in the feedback of how we can get better for that week. So our most successful clients will take in the feedback from being coachable and they will apply it so that they can get that 1% better for next week. Yeah. Boils down to just your expectations, checking your boxes. You know, if I can't want this more than you truly, I cannot, like, if you give me a hundred percent, you're, you're damn well sure that I'm going to give you 110, but if you're lacking, you can't expect me to be 100% with you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So Next one that we have, okay, going with check-ins. This is a good one. And I learned this the hard way myself. Um, good lighting for you. I knew you were going to say this one. Yes. <laughs> God, yes. People, it's- like, we need to be able to see you. Like, it cannot be absolute chaos around you. You can't have, like, behind you. Like, we need to see the detail. We all have smartphones now. Like, It is not difficult. And you're going to get better photos if you turn your camera around and turn on the um, timer. And then you can get a little Bluetooth, like little clicker for, I don't know. I think I got it for 10 bucks off of Amazon. Or you can literally take a video and screenshot it. You can, but sometimes I've done that before and it doesn't look that good. So or if you turn it around, if you turn, if the you turn it around, yeah. yeah. If you turn it around and do it, like it's wonderful quality. Like it's yeah. fine. That's what I've literally always done. Yeah. Or you could be like me and do the front side for ever. 
and have the worst quality photos and then have your coach be like, Hey, I need you to turn this around and (laughs) walk me through it. And then also it's like mirrored. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's just awkward. So good quality photos for your check-ins. Um, those are key. Yes. Um, also very getting in your fasted weight and measurements, if that is asked of you making sure that those both are in there, because that is one thing, um, that helps us all stay out of our heads because so many of us as females, especially will look at the scale, but those measurements mean more to me as a coach and your photos mean more to me than the scale does. Yeah. The scale is just a tool. Like, mm-hmm. And I, I do want to dive into this, especially with a female athletes, because I mean, how, how many times did you hear me getting in my head, right? In my cut where I'm like, dude, I'm down like one pound, like nothing is moving. And then I sit there and I look at my pictures and I'm like, oh shit, I'm really lean. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, like tremendously leaner than I was a week ago or two weeks ago. Like it's all just a tool. Like, and guess what? Now that shows me that I am cutting down fat, but I'm holding on to a fuck ton of muscle. Which is what we want. Exactly. Exactly. So yes, the scale matters, but it's not the end all be all. It's just one of the pieces of the puzzle. Exactly. Exactly. And honestly, you might have this goal weight in mind that you want to get to, and then you get there and you're like, yeah, I don't like myself here. I liked myself five pounds heavier. Right. Okay. Yeah. It means absolutely, yeah. it means something, but it means not as much as you want it to mean. For sure. I wanted to touch on our point here of intensity, um, training intensity and intensity and everything. This is something, this is what changed my physique entirely is getting my training locked in. And this is something that roots back to Tommy ingraining this in me, where it was like, if your set is to be to failure, which is where a lot of my training is, it's gun to the head. Could you get one more rep? I love that. Like definitely life or death. There you go. You will be in like a month and a half when you come see me. <laughs> That's why I'm so excited to go train with you. So yes, I agree. I agree that training, training intensity. intensity and just being intentional. If you're sitting there with, you know, like say you're doing lay extensions, like, are you just kicking up the weight or are you making that connection and making sure that every single rep is intentional? What is your goal here? right? Are you just trying to move weight to, to get through your lift or are you trying to better your physique and grow your quads and get stronger? Mm-hmm. What's your intention here? Make that connection with the body part that you're working and be intentional with every rep. Don't just sit there and count through your numbers to get your lift over with. Exactly. Do you and want also- it or no? Check your ego too, because you might have to lower your weight. You might actually, if I give you a rep range and you're pushing yourself and you can't hit that range, 
I am so freaking excited for that because that means that you are pushing yourself. Yep. So get out of your head, check your ego at the door and just you're, you're in the gym anyway. This is what I don't understand. So many people are so busy and say that they like, can't make it to the gym, but then they make it to the gym and they just like throw shit around. Like they don't care. You're there. Why are you even there? Yeah. Like use the time to your advantage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Intentionality and intensity are, like I said, they are the biggest, the biggest attributes of change in my physique. I know that like when I'm just going through the motions, like I always have just a shitty lift when I'm not intentional, but if I'm sitting there and I'm intense with my, my sets and intentional with every single rep and really squeezing everything that I fucking can out of those reps, those are the, the lifts where after I'm like, God, that was such a good session. Like that was so good. Like, I feel so good. I'm fucking be like, that's what I want. Yes. Yes. And some, a cue that actually Hannah, she's going to be one of our guests here coming up. So you guys are going to want to tune in for that one because her brain is phenomenal with these little hacks. Um, she taught me to, when I get to a point where I want to stop and your brain is telling you to stop, you need to go deeper. So it's, intentionally tell yourself, okay, Becky, go deeper. And then I basically like take my brain, like out of my brain. And I am just like in the most deepest, darkest, soulless place of me. Every single thing that was said to me or every single thing that hurt me, that's where I go. And that's when I keep going. So something that I, and everyone's a little bit different to get into that place, right? Everyone's a little bit different. It looks a little bit different for everyone. Um, I am not that person that's like, oh, slap my back. Like fucking hype me up before this set. I'm like, leave me the fuck alone and give me silence. Like I need silence so I can shut my eyes for a few seconds before this set and find that in myself. And when you see my eyes open and I'm not looking at anything except for a spot in front of me, like you couldn't break my attention if you fucking put a set of bomb off next to me. (laughs) Seriously. That's that's like when I, and you should like in my main movements, like say I'm doing like hacks on leg day, right? Like those sets leading up to those sets gives me so much anxiety when I'm like, oh, these are my working sets. Like there, here's my top set. Here's my back down set where I'm just like, oh fuck. Okay. We're, we're going to do this. Like that is, that is everything for my training. Cause I know that those are like the most crucial sets for me. You're going to get into that. Yeah. And getting to that dark place where I'm like, don't fucking talk to me. (laughs) Like, Give me a couple seconds to center myself and lock in. And when I open my eyes and you can see it, you can see it on my videos. You can see it on the videos that I post that look that's on my thinking. Yeah, like, that <laughs> that's like, so that's it. That's literally it. Where it's like one second I could be laughing. And then like, all of a sudden I'm just like, all right, 
do it. And then I finish the set and then I'm laughing again. Like I am a whole different person when I'm like mid set, like in the fucking trenches. But you need to be. So that is the one. Yeah. Back to our point, your training intensity, but also um, intensity and everything. So your cardio intensity, are you making sure that you are being intentional with your cardio or are you just going through the motions? This is huge. Like same thing. You're not just like waiting for the clock to, to time up. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is, so I'll go into a couple different ways that I have experienced with my past coaches, right. Where it's like, and these, I think can be applied in a couple different ways, um, whether you're in a prep or in an off season or just lifestyle. Yeah. Um, I have used both like a, a beats per minute range where, okay, this is how we know that you're not just like sitting on the bike just you're actually moving (laughs) right you're actually being intentional with your time on the bike that's how we know right we want your your heart heartbeat to be between you know whatever and whatever or I've also worked with uh a coach in the past that he gave me cardio calories which I found to be very useful Um, And I think that this is more so useful in obviously like a prep setting, like that's really important where I don't care how long it takes you get to the, this calorie count and then you're done, you know? And then that gives you the opportunity to try to beat the clock too. If you only have a certain amount of time, well then you better up that shit up. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, okay, do I want to be here for an hour or can I get this done in 40 minutes? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they both have their place and it can be like personal preference or whatever, but just be intentional with your intensity, with your cardio. Same thing. Like you said, like if you're taking the time to go to the gym, give it your all. Exactly. Why wouldn't you want to maximize your results out of the time that you are taking to put into this. Exactly. Exactly. And also I want to add in here, like making sure that you take ownership over your own results. That's another point that we have, but it goes right in line with this. So your training intensity, your cardio intensity, but also I give all of my people a step goal and all of them have different step goals based on their lifestyles and their goals, but they all have a goal. And if you are constantly coming in being like, I didn't hit the goal, what do you want me to do? I can walk you through your day, but at the end of the day, you need to figure it out. So they take ownership over their own personal results. They take extreme ownership over that. And I can't even remember how many times I have like watched your stories and I've done this myself where I'm like fuck I got 2k left for the day and it's 10 p.m and we are pacing around our house right just pacing like and I I do like to be a little bit conscious of this because I did get to a point where I got like really like neurotic about this a little bit because it can I think it can turn into like a 
like some sort of an issue because that it is true for me for a, a, sh- a short amount of time where I was just like, and at that point I had to kind of cut myself off. And I was, I was taking a break from having a coach at that time for a few. And I was like, I gotta like, just rid the step goal for a few, just to kind of like reset my brain because I was so hell bent on it when my steps were really high at that point. And I was just like, like it drove me nuts. And I was, it was almost like, um, like people get with the scale, right. Where like, it's a tool. And if I know that I'm moving, like we're good, but if it's something that is attainable for you and it's, you know, you're, you're wanting to make this progress, make it a priority. Exactly you got to figure it out. And that skill of figuring out your steps is going to carry over into everything else where you are figuring out that you need to prep your meals so that you can get your stuff done. When life blows up, cool. I got my ground beef. I got my rice. I got rice cakes on deck. I got frozen veggies I can throw in there. Boom, done. It's not a, I had to go through McDonald's because I didn't have any food. Right. And And just finding little ways to maximize your movement throughout the day too, right? Take the steps instead of the elevator. Like when I was going into the office to transcend every day, I never took the elevator. I was on the third floor. I took the steps every fucking day. Um, Parking in the furthest spot at the grocery store. Like I never park up front. I'm like, where, first and foremost, where's my car not going to get hit? Because... (laughs) It's true. These motherfuckers don't put their carts away. Ooh. <laughs> that can be a whole other episode. I'm so passionate <laughs> about that. Anyway. Um, but also it's just like, I don't know. It's like a laziness thing to me, right? Like people that don't want to move are like, where's the closest spot that I can find to the gym, to the grocery store, to wherever they're going, the mall, like whatever. I park a as far away from other vehicles as I can. And be as far away from the actual place that I'm walking into as I can so that I can get more steps in and be outside more. Like I love being outside. (laughs) That's exactly what it comes down to. It's just figuring out ways to make this work in your life. Mm -hmm. So getting up and getting in 2000 steps first thing in the morning before you go to work. And I get so many of us are stuck at our desks all day, but block off your calendar for five minutes increments throughout the day. So you can get up, you can walk, walk on your lunch break, walk after work. Your kids are at practice. My kids are like, we we are everywhere right now. And I'm telling you, I can't sit still, but that's just my brain, but I will get my steps in while they are at their practice or their dance class or anything else. Like finding those little things throughout your day, you'll get there. Um, but there are also besides steps we also had on there. Let's see here. Um, taking ownership over your plan in the gym. So if you are at a certain gym and they don't have what yours is written on your plan, they don't have a sissy squat machine. We can, we can sub that, but you have to communicate with your coach. So going back to communication and taking ownership over, okay, I don't have this. What can I do? Or being creative and looking up on YouTube for yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's very simple fixes to this or, you know, it would just be like, okay, well, what is this certain exercise working and what can I just put in place for it today until I can communicate with my coach and hear back from my coach of, okay, what can we put in place of this? Uh, because I don't have this machine or it's generally taken or whatever the case, mm-hmm. you know, make it work. You're there's, that is the beauty of what we do is there's so many different approaches and there's so many different ways to like, think about it when all the gyms were closed down during the pandemic, like, dude, I had, I mean, I thankfully had built my own home gym in my basement at the time. And I have never been so grateful for doing that beforehand until then. (laughs) But there, I mean, it's not like I had, you know, every machine I ever needed. Mm -hmm. It's like, I had, I had a, a barbell rack, a barbell. I had dumbbells from five to 60. I had a couple cardio uh, pieces and it was limited, but you make it work, you know, adapt to, you can get creative and, and that's where I started my prep, by the way, (laughs) like I did the majority of my prep in lockdown. And that's when I made the most progress. Yeah. Like that is literally when I made the most physical progress at that time. It was with limited equipment, with my own area where I just, I, I did never really preferred to work out at home because I can get very distracted where it's like, oh, between this set and this set, I'm going to go switch laundry or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I made it work. I adapted to what I had around me and I got creative and also communicated with my coach. Okay. This is what I have available to me. Like, what can we make work here? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I actually just had a client this morning who is one, she, she is on this list of, she does really good. Um, she communicated with me this morning that she isn't going to be able to make it to the gym for one of her lifts. So she communicated what she has at home, asked if we can switch around that one day, just this week for at home. And hell yeah, like I'll, and you also don't have to ask permission for that. Like, just tell us afterwards too. just be like, Hey, I wasn't able to make it into the gym this day, but I made up for it by doing X, 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 right. That too. Yeah. I still got this in because that shows us too, that you're, you're thinking too, that you can think independently from us because that is key as well. That is the the goal goal for us. That is, is the goal. I don't, don't want to hold your to hand. sit here and ba- yeah, hold your hand or baby you through it. Like we want to instill these processes in you for you to make your own decisions. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to coach you for life. I want to make this something sustainable for you to carry this knowledge into everything that you do moving forward. Exactly. Exactly. But if you need me to do it for a week, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. don't, don't feel like you can't reach out. Um, all right, let's see. What else do we got? Uh, get out of your head and follow the plan. That, that was a big, I learned. (laughs) Yeah. Talking to myself. Um, (laughs) I can't tell you how many times Sarah told me. Yeah, exactly. I had just, I'm like, get out of your head. 
the post-it note that I know is still sitting on your fucking <laughs> laptop right now that says, don't think, just do. <laughs> it was on the back of my phone. I, I did change it, but it is just don't think, just do. Ask questions you if you need it. Point. When you get to a certain point, you do have to think, right? You do have to think. You can't just be a complete robot unless you're, you know, under eight weeks out where, (laughs) you know, you shouldn't be making any critical decisions for yourself. That at that point, yes, you need to, to approach your coach and ask questions as much as possible, but do it. But in a lifestyle scenario, and, you know, and, and more of these generalized tangible situations and scenarios, think, just think, you know, just get out of your head, but don't be so, there's a, a middle of the road, right? You can't be like, I need you to tell me what to do every single second of the day. And also it can't be well, I'm going to make these decisions for myself. There's a middle of the road where you have to kind of be a little bit of both. Think independently, but don't sit here and change the plan because then also we don't know what's working. Exactly. But, and that is why it's so important to follow the plan because we don't know what's working. So if we're constantly going over our macros and we're constantly skipping training sessions, or we're half-assing our intensity in the gym and we're saying that we're going full force or we're half-assing our cardio, we don't know what to adjust because (laughs) you're not eating all of your meals or if you're eating more than what you're telling us. Yes. That even if you don't track it, guys, if it goes in your mouth, it counts. I don't know why this is like a a thing, but this is a thing. Um, (laughs) If it goes in your mouth, it counts. And if you're not, if you're under eating, I don't want that either. I need to know where your body is with the calories that we have set because we don't know what your body is capable of until you give it that chance. We could be able to increase your food. Right. And we don't know that. So, but also get creative with your plan especially with your meals, you don't have to eat just the protein, carbs, veggies, fats, like make a pancake, make, make your food taste damn good for you. Like, I don't have to tell you what to put on your food. Make it work for yourself. Like, yes, get creative. I mean, I think this is something that we both probably got really good at in prep was finding different ways to like structure a meal in like a completely different way rather than just like here's my chicken and here's my rice and here's my green beans or like whatever right like you can do so many different things with like I remember we were like going into into fall and I made like a soup out of my meals because I could put all of that in and it's just like it was all measured and it was all like, it was a, a homemade broth that I had made where it's literally, you're just soaking your, you know, it's, it's not like you're getting this highly processed bone broth or anything like that. 
you can make it just get creative. Like you, there's so many different things that you can do. Exactly. Honestly, I'm just thinking like the chicken, rice and green beans. I can make like three meals in my head right now that are all different Mm -hmm. just by changing the seasonings, the way that I present it. And I mean, Jihu sauces saved my life and mustard. Like, but also don't slather everything on <laughs> on your meals too because a lot of those sugar-free sauces can also bring up like inflammation and digestion issues too so just be mindful of that um I mean it's measure it portion it you know yeah yeah but because like you said like if it's going in your mouth like it counts so that is an additive and it all, it all accounts into what your intake is. Exactly. Yes. Measure it the easiest way. If you don't know this, cause we do have lifestyle people that listen as well. If you don't know this, put it on your food scale, zero it out. So you have your jar on there, pick it up, put what you're going to put on your food, put it back on your food scale. It tells you exactly what you used. Track it. I on the easiest way and I I'm, I know this is a sore subject for you but it's measuring peanut butter <laughs> no I've gotten really good but you put the jar on and zero it out and just like your your spoon take out what you're gonna put on your food and then it's negative that amount and I, I found that out like I don't know a couple of years ago and I was like mind blown <laughs> honestly that that's how I have to measure my peanut butter last prep. So last year, just really quick. Um, I had on my meal plan, a tablespoon of peanut butter. What do you think me coming out of prep that I was so peanut butter focused on? What did my tablespoon look like? Probably about three. Yeah. And then I was using the American dream nut butter too, which is phenomenal, but I would like, slather that on so don't use measuring spoons <laughs> don't measure with weight <laughs> yes measure with weight okay we're off topic um anything I think else? that's everything that we had on our list my phone keeps I think all in all just like if you just and every single point of this ties into our first initial point of just being coachable you know take your feedback check your boxes, give us intensity, show us that you actually want this. Don't be so stuck in your ways because that's why you're here in the beginning, in the first place Mm -hmm. is because you want our help. So let us help you and give us the data and feedback that we need to be able to successfully do our job. Exactly. Exactly. And I will add in here, give us that data and then let us do our job. So don't hyper fixate on the data because that is why you are paying us. That is my job. It is my job to worry about that data. That is, I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because I know a lot of women, especially in check-ins, they'll be like, well, what do you think? Like, what do you think? I will tell you what I think and what we're going to do. Asking like my opinion on things is not you're wasting both of our time here or throwing your feelings into your check-in yep just if you even if you have to fill out your check-in form 
and then take your photos and then do all of your measurements and send it all in, then just let it be Mm -hmm. whatever you got to do, but you have to just let us, let us do our job. Yep. All right. Well, that is that. You have to go. (laughs) I do have to go. So (laughs) thanks so much guys for tuning into us. We are now on YouTube and Apple and Spotify. So if you are listening to us, you can watch us during your, during your cardio over on YouTube and vice versa. If you want to listen. Yeah. Except we have the incentive of YouTube's always going to release on Wednesdays. So that will go out first, the OG, um, but Apple and Spotify, those will release on Thursdays. So our episode that just released yesterday on YouTube, I mean, yeah, these are all going to be like jumbled up in timeline, but <laughs> um, they just released on Spotify and Apple today. So it'll be a day later. You still have access to them, um, but the OG YouTube gets first dibs. It's so first. give us lots of comments, but also um, because the Apple and Spotify, those are super cool. If you do listen to us there, give us like ratings and subscribe and follow there too, because we want to build those those platforms up as well. So obviously, if you gained anything out of this, let us know, share it, spread the word. The next few episodes that we have lined up are very, very, very exciting. Um, we have a lot of really fun things in store. And then we're going to do a couple in-person episodes when Becky comes and visits me next month. So we have a lot of really cool things on the horizon. And I think I just, every week I get more and more excited about just this entire thing that we're building. So it's really, really dope to me. It is really cool. And it would not be possible without all of you. So we appreciate you. Let us know what you want to hear and we will see you next week. Bye guys.